Hey, everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and that guy over there is... I am Chris, as always. <laughs> All right, last week, you, you got you jumped in too early. <laughs> you stole my, you stole my, as always, this week. I'm getting oh. a, I'll get you. I'll get you, Chris. Trying to, try to spice you. it up. You know, ah. Add a little, add yeah. little seasoning to it. Mm. <laughs> Liam! As everyone like used to say, remember that you know he'd always be like, "Bam, bam." Yeah, who did that? Who? Emerald. Oh yeah, Emerald Gossi. Yes, the season. Oh, celebrity right, season. Cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did do that. Anyways, so we're amazing fantasy football. We're here to talk about some uh, seasoning that you need to put on your on your on your uh, on your food and um, maybe Thank your you fantasy for food. That PG. <laughs> anyway. Kind of lost, went off track there real quick. Uh, we're here to talk about some fantasy football. We got some matchups this week. We got some yes. big, big news. Big news. Big. Um, Odell Beckham, he has signed with the Rams for some reason. Good job, Rams. Probably Good job on the depth chart and win a Super Bowl ring. I'm just kidding. Do you think he plays uh, this week? I don't think he does. No, I don't think this week. I don't think there's. I think the Rams are of the caliber. They don't have to rush him in, but uh, I suppose he's going to slot in in that third or fourth spot, and probably in real football make some it's, solid plays. It's it, it's, it's very interesting. Like if, if this was like, I think if this was like three weeks ago, Robert Woods would probably be like, uh, "Yeah, you can just trade me now." You yeah, know, for like, sure. but right now Woods is like, "I'm good." They probably well, they can't trade him because yeah. they well, they would have just, to cut him. Yeah, Beckham just uh, clearly isn't what he used to be. Uh, I don't think he's getting separation. Um, I don't have the film to prove that right this second, but that's generally yeah. the impression I, that I'm getting. Yeah, so shut your um, mouth. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so I'm a, I, if you're from a fantasy perspective, I'm a wait and see. From a real NFL perspective, I'm like, you know, it's the Rams, man. They don't they don't want draft picks. They just want players. <laughs> well, they didn't, guess, sorry, they, they didn't give them. I'm sorry, they didn't give any draft picks for uh, for that's right, OD, ODB, but. I sorry, that's true. But I guess they want uh they want a veteran present. That's that's clear. A veteran the, presence. I was talking about a guy with this I was talking about a guy. I was talking about this with a guy at work earlier today mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the Rams are going in about 2 or 3 years they're going to get their up and comings with their they're in win they're absolutely in win now mode and they're going to do if oh, they don't sure. win a Super Bowl with Matt Stafford in the next 2 or 3 years, they're going to be in same. a Philadelphia Eagles situation. So, they are goes, going to be in rough shape. The same goes for Aaron Donald, at least from a contract perspective. Mm. You know? No, I think he got his extension and everything. But no, I mean I mean the amount of money that they've invested in the player and the position. And the, but and the he, lack Aaron of, Donald and the is lack never of, one of those guys like he plays he plays defensive tackle where he never really gets sexy stats. He just he gets the quarterback pressures. He, yeah, but he influ know. he influences the game almost to a quarterback's degree. Is what Almost. I'm saying. Almost. Almost. Um, that's why he's every bit deserving of all the money he gets. I'm just saying, with the amount of money they put into that playmaker on that side of the ball, not to mention Ramsey, et cetera, et cetera, it's like, wow. Yes, that, that fuse is going to run out at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, like, yeah, I just, I think it's still Cooper Cup, and, and, and I'm going to ride Cooper Cup until I see anything different, you know? Yeah. Even yeah, if it's a one-week, like, oh, Odell Beckham got a lot of points this one week. Okay, fine. If it becomes two weeks, now I'm getting scared. If it becomes three weeks, now I'm really nervous. Like, yeah. 
like what happened um like what happened two years ago yeah two years ago with cooper cup and it, like all of a sudden robert woods came on at the end of the season and cooper cup kind of disappeared oh for I mean, sure that was with, it was very that real was thing. with jared goff but still and no, and cup was, was a little real too it was yes it was until then you i mean we we were just saying this right before we started the recording Cooper Cup already has over a thousand yards, and we're in, through week nine. You know, like we're going into week ten. He already has a thousand receiving yards. Yeah, just off air before we start, I called him a quarterback playing receiver because of his points More per game, etc. It's ridiculous. He's like top three or four players overall amongst all the quarterbacks. Chris, we got an even number of matchups this week. You want to go first? Or you want me to? Oh, that's right. We have even because you do the Monday on Sunday. That made mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go first. Go for it. I would like to start with number one on my list that is way at the top. And the Bills at Jets. We will start with the visiting team as per usual. Uh, I'm going to chalk up last week's dud to uh, jet lag or hangover or I don't know what. Uh, but I do know the Jets are bad and the Bills are good, I think. <laughs> the Jets are giving up. Uh, 2.67 passing touchdowns per game over the last three weeks, and Allen should be back to uh, quarterback one territory. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give him five stars to put him closer to the QB one, like top Interesting. three. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be a little aggressive there. Um, I'll definitely admit that. Right. Uh, On to the running backs. Uh, tough to figure out situation as usual, but we've got maybe a little clarity. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Moss remains, uh, uh, Zach Moss remains in the concussion protocol. But mm-hmm. did get in a limited session with a non-contact jersey on today, Thursday. Uh, given the juicy matchup, either of these backs can be considered as flex-worthy bi-week fill-ins, uh, and particularly this week with uh, what, what, uh, four teams on bye? Yeah. Six? Yeah. Uh, four. G- uh, g- yeah. Giving Singletary uh, a boost if Moss sits. Uh, though I don't think he will. Uh, 2.75 stars for Moss, 2.5 for Singletary. Let's go and give Singletary a solid 3.25 stars if Moss does sit. Uh, on to yes. Diggs. Unfortunately, while I expect a Buffalo bounce back, I don't think Diggs is bouncing back uh, to his 2020 uh, form uh, this season. He hasn't, topped 100, he hasn't topped 100 yards at all this season and just doesn't have the juice. Uh, but he's been reliable, and again, uh, this is a great matchup, uh, and there are four teams on by. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Three and a half Chris, stars for Diggs. Um, as far as the rest of the receivers, I'll defer to Sanders here since he seems to be the one with the nose for the end zone and the best chemistry with Josh Allen. Uh, three stars Here's for waiting. Sanders and a deep league desperate like two and a half stars for Beasley. Because I do expect uh, you know, a, a kind of heavy scoring matchup for a Buffalo here. Uh, great news. Knox uh, got in a full session Thursday after being limited on Wednesday, so he's definitely trending in. The Jets give up the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends. Haven't really played a good one since Pitts in week five, uh, in which Pitts destroyed them. Uh, Knox immediately becomes a tight end one this week for me. Uh, High end one at that, four and a half stars. Again, a little aggressive there on that matchup. Expecting a bit of a Buffalo bounce back. Uh, under the Jets here, I'll keep this pretty short and sweet. Uh, Michael Carter's mostly the one we care about here. The Bills are about as tough as they come versus the run. Third best in rushing yards given up. And the best in fantasy points given up to running backs. I still think that you have to start a running back getting the volume and the role that Carter is. So I'm going to give him three and a half stars as a high-end flex, low-end RB2. Ty Johnson is worth a look, generally speaking, since he's played well and is getting work, just not this week versus the Bills. 
So he's on the bench. Uh, quick mention of the couple of receivers here. Um, it's really more the same with the Bills versus the passing game. Uh, first in passing yards allowed. First in fantasy is points there, versus wide receivers. Yeah, is, is there anyone uh, other you, than you, you should Michael be able Carter. to find better options? So I'm 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 going to bench him. Uh, but more has been coming on lately. Uh, a bit more. Yeah, yeah you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and that's the, that's the end of the Jets there, uh, or should I say the Bills at Jets? What do you have for your next matchup, Joshua? I'm gonna mildly disagree with you on the Michael Carter thing. I don't think he's really been too high. Great. Yeah. How, how much do you think? A whole star or, or what? Or, or yeah. like bench? You would bench yeah, him, right? I'm, I'm, would, I would rather not play him. If, if, <laughs> if, if I had better options, I would definitely. I, he would definitely not be my probably quite a few first, second, or third choice. For sure. There's probably quite a few rosters who probably do have better options, just kind of the way the draft kind of fell. And then there's other options like uh, like the person who uh, has him on the hey. Dynasty squad in our Dynasty League, and they kind of have to. That, yeah, and that's necessarily the example I'm talking about, but uh, I, know. No, I think I think it's a bit more startable than that for sure, even though it is a mm, tough one. Okay. I agree. I agree with that okay. part. Of it. Mm, I don't know if I'm going flex, but that's okay. Uh, that personal opinion. Let's go with the New Orleans Saints at the Tennessee Titans. I'm gonna put my notes up here. Alvin Kamara. He's dealing. He's got a bit of a knee sprain. He did not practice on Thursday, so it's sounded. If usually that Thursday practice is kind of the the indicator, I think it's kind of moved more towards Friday. Like recently, like what was it, like three, four years ago? It was like, oh man, he didn't play on, he didn't practice on Thursday. Probably not playing on Sunday. He's, yeah, this is not. Uh, Kamara's a, a vet, so you know they're probably gonna sure. whatever. Let's assu- let's assume that he's going to play. How about that? Okay. Okay. Uh, Tennessee is allowing just a, a sixteen point sixteen points per game to running backs. That's the eighth fewest. So they've got. Uh, they've been doing some okay okay work the defense the Tennessee defense uh, against right, the run right. um here's the thing though other than Jonathan Taylor they haven't really faced a formidable singular or tandem of running backs this year and and even then in the Col- in the first meeting of the Colts Titans the they the Titans managed to hold Jonathan Taylor under eight points in the second meeting JT got 20 points so I mean, Kamara and Jonathan Taylor are are definitely different play styles, but they are. I think they're both elite tier deep, or running backs, right? I believe, sure. in my opinion, sure. on the same tier. Um, I see what you're saying in, for, in terms of a, a whole uh, talent. And yeah. and let's uh, let's let's hope as a, and I feel like as a Kamara manager, you have to kind of hope that Trevor Simeon is still the the quarterback for the Saints as Jameis Winston has done for the year. And I say that because last year with Taysom Hill at the helm. Kamara's uh, fantasy value took a bit of a hit, at least at the beginning with Taysom Hill. Um, but I think that the Sean Payton and the Saints know Hill isn't their future quarterback, so why stick with Taysom Hill? Probably get to see more of Simeon this week, unless he really like, unless he really uh, takes a nap on you uh, or on the Saints. Like they're going to keep rolling out, I think. Uh, so I'm going to give Alvin Kamara four stars. I really think the Saints are going to have to lean hard on their best player. Obviously, this is assuming uh, that he's healthy to win this matchup and keep them in the playoff hunt. Um, Trevor Simeon here, just a real quick thing. Uh, Joe Burrow's the only quarterback with any weekly fantasy relevance on, on by this week, so I'm not going to do a deep dive into Trevor Simeon or stats or for- folklore or anything like that. The one thing I will say is that the Titans are giving up over 19 points per game to quarterbacks, so if you need a quarterback stream like you're really desperate this week, 
Simeon deserves at least a look. At bare minimum a look, so I'm going to give him like a barely like, you know, give him a side eye, like one and a half stars for Trevor Simeon. Uh, I'm going to pass uh, or see what I did there. Pass uh, on the Saints uh, receiving weapons. Uh, one that doesn't treat me is tiny Deontay Harris. This is kind of in the same uh, vein as Trevor Simeon. Um, if Simeon is going to continue to uh, pass for 6.1 yards per attempt, uh, getting Harris, Deontay Harris, that is open in, into open space is ideal for he may be small, but he's very quick. He's a jitterbug kind of guy. He reminds me of Deveron Sproles, but only as a wide receiver, not a running back. So two stars for Deontay Harris. He was actually like the their number one uh, targeted guy last week. So Deontay Harris, worth a look, maybe not a start. That's true. Ryan Tannehill, um, Deontay Harris versus Michael Carter. Oh, man. I, I just gave myself like, I hate myself what? now, Chris. What did you just say? I said Deontay Harris versus Michael Carter. I now hate myself for even bringing it up. Um, not, are you saying you should, you're going to play Deontay Harris over Michael Carter? Is that what you're saying? I don't you know. know. I'm, you know I'm going to put this on the internet, right? <laughs> it's so probably Deontay Harris just because of the matchup. Want to do it? Want to do a little bet? Sure. Yes. I mean, what 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 I stand to lose? More ice cream than I'm already losing. <laughs> you are in the hole, dude. You double are or really nothing. In the hole. How about double or nothing? I get two. I get two wins out of this. So like we cancel out one of my losses no. or what have you. Yeah. No. Double or nothing. Nope. Let's oh, move on to Ryan Tannehill. The Titans have won last week. Uh, the Titans may have won last week against the Rams, but it wasn't because of the Titans' offense. Tannehill wasn't great against the Rams D and this week he gets the Saints defense that is yielding just 0.4 more points per game than the Rams are. So two stars for Ryan Tannehill. AJ Brown with Derrick Henry like likely being done for the season. I predicted the biggest winner would be AJ Brown as the Titans would likely have to pivot to a more pass heavy attack. I was sort of right with that. Um, AJ Brown to get 11 targets. He only caught five of them and for only 42 scoreless yards last week. So eh. um, AJ Brown will probably get a heavy dose of Marshawn Lattimore this, uh, this week. And while Lattimore isn't quite the shutdown corner that he was, um, you know, in years past, he's still doing a pretty good job. So I'm going to have to give AJ Brown only three and a half stars here. It's uh it's not the greatest matchup for him. Julio Jones, um, he's just not getting the targets or even the production with those limited targets uh, to really entice me at all. Like, I've seen him, I think in two of the leagues we're in together, he's been dropped. Maybe it's my work league that I have saw him get dropped in as well. Um, yeah, I, you might really want to think about dropping Julio Jones. What do you think about that, Chris? Yeah, I'm not going to say I think it was a foregone conclusion, but I'm not surprised by the statement. I'll put it that yep. way. Uh, let's move on to the Tennessee running backs. While fresh from the street, Sadie and Peterson scored the touchdown last week. Jeremy Nichols led the backfield with 45% of the team's snaps. Uh, AP got 33%. Deonta Foreman, 21%. Collectively, they didn't do much against Atlanta. Yep. And now this committee is going up against an extremely stout Saints D. Hard pass on all of them. All of them. Done. Okay. Uh, this week or you think you're... Just this week. Just this week. Well, stash, we'll what, stash what you can. Stash what you can. Move on and wait and see. 
Yeah, maybe something will come out of it this week. Probably not, though. The Saints, the Saints' defense is actually really good, and especially against the run. So, great point. Great point. Was that the end of your matchup, sir? Yes, it was, sir. Real quick, let me come back to Camara. Um, I just have a bit of a vested interest. Uh, you, you mean your ginormous man love for Alvin Camara? That I, like, whoa, I no, couldn't I'm just even. Saying. I'm. I would would have been surprised if you hadn't stopped here. I'm saying I have. I. I manage him in a league so i was looking into it and a great backup plan to have uh is uh mark ingram his what not a bad option what appears to be his actual backup now uh past two weeks since he's been with the saints i don't think it was has it been two weeks now i feel like yes because that's the these updates i see here uh go for it so uh you know what is he averaging seven and a half carries uh, he got five targets last week, caught all five of them. Uh, uh-huh. You know, nothing that impressive, but we're not talking about a playable guy unless he's, we're talking about a straight up handcuff and not a great one. I get it, but we're talking about a desperate situation. How many handcuffs he... are really like that amazing though? You know, like, that's fair. Just... That's fair. And I think he's got a little There's bit like, left in what, take. Three of them. He's averaged 4.8, uh, 4.8 and 4.5 the past couple of games per carry. So whatever. I think he's a great okay. insurance policy. Um, I think you're uh, absolutely correct. And remember, Alaire is probably coming back. He's owned everywhere, mm. I'm sure. But anyway, Man. I digress. I think I'm up yeah. next, sir. What's your next matchup? I've got the Jaguars at the Colts. The uh, Trevor Lawrence has been uh, mostly unstartable in single quarterback leagues uh, and a low-end QB2 in Superflex. Uh, but uh, he goes up against a Colts defense that has given up the third most passing yards on the season and the most passing touchdowns given up with 23 they give up the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks as it relates directly to that uh and they have been uh, burnt by the likes of josh johnson uh and ryan Tannehill twice in fact the only quarterbacks they've played well against are davis mills jacoby Brissett, and jimmy g i would be a little more aggressive here if it weren't for his ankle sprain uh lawrence that is uh which it looks like he'll play uh if you're desperate in a single quarterback or you need a qb2 in superflex you could do worse. 2.25 stars. On to the Robinson, the running back who we care about a bit more. Uh, he did return to practice today, Thursday. He's got a heel injury. He missed uh, missed week nine versus the Bills. Uh, just a reminder. Uh, the Colts do allow the third fewest points to running backs, thanks in large part to only giving up two rushing touchdowns on the year. But if he's healthy, Robinson gets a huge snap share and is part of the passing game also. In a game script that will probably see the Jags having to throw quite a bit, uh, Robinson gets enough done on the ground and through the air here uh, to make him a high-end running back two this week, 3.75 stars. Quick mention of Marvin Jones here. Uh, he remains the pass-receiving option you want to take a chance on here, and that's exactly what he's been lately is risky. Uh, despite solid target and snap numbers, uh, he runs the risk of catching less than half his bad targets from Lawrence, making his floor pretty low. Uh, deep league, desperate, sure, two stars, whatever. Um, on to the Colts. Carson Wentz had his best fantasy game of the season last week versus the Jets, has thrown three touchdowns two weeks in a row, and is averaging 2.33 touchdowns and .33 interceptions over the last six weeks. He is a quarterback 10 on the season. Normally, I would say the Jags are an off. I'm sorry, I would say the Jags are awful on defense, uh, but they're actually kind of middle of the road in a couple of stats. We'll get to that here. Uh, 12th most fantasy points to quarterbacks, 14th most passing yards, but they just shut down Josh Allen. But before that, Geno Smith scored two touchdowns uh, and 22 fantasy points on them. I'm going to err on the side of Wentz being hot right now. 
and Buffalo having a bad week. Uh, Wentz is a QB one again this week for me, four stars. Mm. On to the running backs. Uh, actually, you know, I don't even mention Pines. My apologies. Uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah. he didn't do much last week other than score a long touchdown. So, I mean, he didn't yeah. get a lot of usage either. So, I feel I'm, like in most full PPRs, he's 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 on Chris, a roster and he's playable. I, I gotta admit, I got it. I gotta I gotta say something here. I was wrong, mm. uh, I, and I'm glad I'm wrong. Jonathan Taylor is the man, dude. He's the number yeah. two running fantasy running back, and oh. with and with Derek, he will at some point overtake Derrick Henry. As far as total points, because Derrick Henry, you're stealing my thunder. You're stealing my thunder. Sorry, sorry. I'm just like I'm. I'm admitting I'm wrong. I was wrong, and I'm so glad I'm wrong. You're JT admitting you're wrong, and you're man. fangirling. So <laughs> it's 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 100 justified. You don't need to apologize. Um, uh, the Jags have been downright uh, good versus a run, uh, so the numbers would suggest they've given up the eighth fewest rushing yards on the season and uh, the twelfth fewest fantasy points to running backs. They haven't given up a hundred rushing yards or rushing touchdown in the last three games, but those last three games have inflated their season long numbers and came versus a not so good dolphins bills and a Seahawks with no Chris Carson or Russell Wilson. Before that, Derek Henry destroyed them. Uh, I'm, now I'm not saying just what Taylor. Uh, oh my God. Yes, he did. <laughs> now I'm not saying Taylor is Henry, but he is basically the RB one. Now that Henry is done for the season. Uh, and he's close to Henry's level talent-wise. I'm going to give uh, Taylor 4.75 stars for this week. Play him with confidence. A lot Give of confidence. Five stars. I can't do it. I can't do it. I did it for a reason. Don't ask me what that reason is, but there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There's a method behind my madness, I swear. Uh, on to uh, really the only other player we're talking about in the matchup. Michael Pittman has played very well and has been the primary beneficiary of uh, Wentz's quality play as of late. He's averaging 1.33 touchdowns and 16.5 points, uh, fantasy points over the last three weeks. The Jags got burned by DK and uh, Tyler Lockett two weeks ago and Jalen Waddle the week before that. I am starting Pittman with confidence. Four stars. That's it for my matchup, sir. On to your next um, one. I want to circle back around to Trevor Lawrence here, and I mentioned this sure. before we started, is that the Colts' two rookie defensive ends or linebacker, whatever, oh, right, their right, right. two rookie pass rushers are healthy. Uh, that is Pay and Dio Odengbo. Well, um, uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce his first name. His last name, Muhammad, has been, is, right, uh, is ahead of Odengbo right now. But, like, the Colts now have pass rushers where they didn't in the beginning of the season. So hopefully right. that helps their defense and Versus maybe take QB. that into account when you're thinking mm -hmm. of starting Trevor Lawrence. I'm not saying that you're wrong at all. I'm just giving a, a full, you know. Right. And to be clear, he's outside the QB1 for me completely. Okay. He's, it, it, it was I kind of lost where I was going with that, but okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I cut you off. My bad. No, no. I just, I just completely lost my train of thought. I'm a little That's tired. Great. I'm yeah. always tired when we record this, Chris. I don't know why. I'm just. Oh, but yeah, we're going strong. We're but we're going strong. We are going strong, and we're going strong into. We're going Detroit strong. Is that a thing? It's no. Nah, it's not a thing. Um, <laughs> I, well, let's start with. Let's start with DeAndre Sorry, Swift. Detroit. <laughs> let's start with DeAndre Swift, and we're almost going to end with him too on the Detroit side of this matchup. 
Um, fresh off a much needed bye week and hopefully healthier than ever, Swift is going to need his health and more to overcome a matchup to the Steelers who are giving up the second fewest points to RBs. Good thing for Swift is that he's getting a lot of work in the receiving game as well, probably due to Detroit cutting Brashad Perryman, Tyrell Williams, and another name that escapes me. Like, that's your, the, the Lions paid money to bring these guys in, and they're no longer on the roster anymore. It's very weird. Um, three and three-quarter stars for DeAndre Swift. TJ Hawkinson, he hasn't caught a touchdown since week two in the Lions' last three games. He is averaging 10 targets per game and catching, well, okay. the majority of those targets. So he's getting some yards. He just, we just need Hawk to get those touchdowns. We need those touchdowns, man. Um, and the Steelers are allowing only 0.25 touchdowns per game. So probably not getting our hopes up too much here. I'm still going to give TJ Hawkinson 3.75 stars here. Okay. Mainly because of the targets and the yards and hopefully, and hoping for a touchdown, but not hoping hard. Najee Harris, on the other hand, on the Steelers side of the ball, I'm giving him five stars again. The Lions are giving up over 140 scrimmage yards per game. 1.25 touchdowns per game, resulting in over 26 fantasy points per game. Good enough for me. Five stars. Bat Fryermuth, color me impressed. He's got four games over nine points, yeah. which is good for a tight end. And he's got three touchdowns over the past two weeks. So I'll give him 3.75 stars as well. And for having some upside in this matchup, Deontay Johnson, gross. I really wish old Ben would just retire. His wide receivers would get an almost immediate bump. Until then, we can at least give Deontay Johnson three and a half star rating for a good matchup. That's that matchup. And, and a quick, another uh, a huge bonus about uh, Pat Fryermuth is he's one of those players that uh, when they like make a big player, they score, they holler out, Muth. <laughs> oh, because they used to do it with Heath, uh, Heath Miller. Oh, good point. Yeah, which I always thought was an odd one. I always thought was an odd one because there's like not an. It's not like an O name. It's not like Bruce or Moose or name the other. They would always go Heath. Like I'm, I, I, I'm not gonna be like the Cowboys fan and assume Daryl Johnston was the first. I'm sure there was somebody before him, NFL, NBA, whatever. Mm. Anyway, there's been multiple. Um, is all I'm saying. But I forgot about That's the true. Heath connection. That's cool. On to the Browns at Patriots. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Just more of the same with Baker. Uh, can't be trusted as a quarterback one and can only be streamed in great matchups. The Chris, you're killing me. Are not I, I, I had to start him in Dynasty this week. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I give him a bench rating. My apologies. I mean, Damn again... It. You know, deep league, yeah, it's a deep league. Um, on to the um, uh, amalgamation of running backs. I don't know why I said that word. It's not in my notes, but it was fun. Um, it's, but it's a situation we care about greatly. Uh, Chubb, uh, Nick Chubb, and uh, Demetric Felton, which, by the way, is spelled exactly like Demetric, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Demetric. And yeah, whatever. Uh, Felton. Uh, uh, both of them have tested positive for COVID. Both players are vaccinated and therefore need two negative tests 24 hours apart to be eligible to play on Sunday versus the Pats. Obviously. It sounds like they're not going to though. Well, I we'll see. I don't know. Obviously Chubb is a start even versus the Patriots def defense. If he is good to go, Chubb's an Patriots have only given up five rushing touchdowns on the year, but Chubb still gets four stars from me. 
Dearness Johnson has shown he can shoulder the load in Chubb's absence. It's so true. we'll give him three stars as he is definitely flex worthy in a week with four teams on by. Of course, that is with Chubb being out. Um, yeah, Dearness Johnson's a fine play in that case. Reminder, Hunt is still on the IR. Uh, is it yeah, one more that, week? That's, yeah, so keep your eye out for Chubb. Uh, I feel like, yes, that sounds that feels correct. Um, yeah, maybe two. I don't have anything. I'm not going to look it up. No problem. Uh, so, yeah, just keep your eye out on that situation with Chubb is who we mostly care about there, and as it directly relates to Dearness Johnson. Uh, just, you know, the Browns receivers are banged up and unreliable in fantasy, and, you know, mm. so bench them all. Um, on to the Patriots. Uh, we'll go straight to the running game here. Uh, both uh, the top two um, New England running backs uh, remain in the concussion protocol and have not practiced this week as of Thursday. They should both be considered highly questionable if they go, or one does and the other doesn't, or whatever combo you want to get into there. Whichever running back ends up suiting up for the Patriots gets a bad matchup. Uh, versus the Browns defense giving up the fifth fewest rushing yards on the season. Uh, but they have been gashed the last three weeks by Mixon, Najee Harris, and the combination of the Denver backs. I think the Patriots will run regardless of who they're facing, and the Browns seem susceptible lately, even though Harris and company aren't on those running backs level. I still think Harris is starting for your fantasy lineup if he's given the go-ahead. So I'm going to be a little bit aggressive there with 3.25 stars for Harris. Uh, and I try to avoid the rest unless you're desperate. Uh, in, in the case that uh, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson are out, J.J. Taylor would slot in as a passing downs back while Brandon Bolden handles most of the carries. But, I mean, who wants to do that? So that's it for the Patriots. I don't even, yeah, I don't even get into the... What about Hunter Henry? Oh, fine. Yeah, he's probably a fine play. My apologies. Uh, I just, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not like anti-Patriots. guys. <laughs> I just, now he's as fine a play as anybody uh, this week, I would say. Uh, yeah, whatever a top 11 to 15 guy makes. Yes, 3.25. Let's do that. My apologies, folks. Okay. But he, I can't he's hold in the space much longer. I wouldn't if I were you. It looks incredibly uncomfortable. It looks like it, it makes really you, is. And I was making it looks that like face it, because you're Damian Harris uh, I know. reading. Oh. I was like, oh, you don't like that? All right, all right. It's bold. That's for sure. Don't I agree said, with I, it, but that's okay. I, I, I said as much when I said it. I said aggressive was my, I was, my term I, was I used. Busy making my face, all right, Chris? I wasn't you listening were, to you. You were. You look like you sat on something. <laughs> uh, that's that matchup, huh? I'm going to make yep. that face never again. That really kind of hurts. Um, that's that I've matchup minus a... Hunter Henry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so let's let's move on to the... Excuse me, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Washington football team. Stupid Tom Brady. He, of course, gets zero stars. He's going up against a, a football team that is allowing the second most points to the to a team, opposing team's wide receiving core and the most points to, to quarterbacks. Jeepers creepers, Chris. If stupid Tom Brady doesn't make it into the top five quarterbacks this week, then he's even stupider than I thought. And I'm sure that it, it is physically impossible for five him stars. to do that and still be biologically alive. So, no, he gets four and a half stars because that's uh, the highest rating I could ever give him. I know. That's why I was. It's really zero stars, but it's really four and a half. In your heart. In my heart of hearts, it's zero stars. Uh, on to Leonard Fournette. The Washington football team has been 
average against backs so far this this season. So okay. they're giving up 19.2 points per game to the position. That's not bad considering that Leonard Fournette is getting like the bulk of the work for the for the Bucks. So I mean, you know, you give me about 15 to 17 points. That's not too bad. Maybe I gave him a little too low of a rating. Um, they're allowing 72.5 yards, 0.4, sorry, 72.4 yards per game on the ground, which is a little disconcerting, but over 0. 0.0, uh, 0. 0.6 touchdowns per game. So I'll give uh, old Lenny Fournette here. I have three and a half stars, but it should probably be more like, what in the hell is going on here? Ah, stop it. <laughs> what? Ah, my, my, the website that I was on was making noise and it was really uh. awful. <laughs> You have a tab open. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. Tabs. Anyways, uh, moving back <laughs> to Lenny audio. Fournette here, I'm going to give him 3.75 stars. It's probably more like four in Chris's weird grading scale. And you can even call mine weird. Um, it, is, it is awfully weird. I have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans both with 4.25 stars. It's a good matchup. Godwin's getting the targets, whereas Mike Evans getting the 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 greater A dot and the touchdowns. They're kind of very similar as far as fantasy production. Like, like Godwin's getting the yards and the targets. Evans is getting the is the has the uh, larger a- average depth of target and touchdowns. So it's kind of like red zone pick guy. your poison there, and I'll just give them both four point two five stars. As of Monday, AB is, was still wearing a protective boot for his ankle injury. Chris, I got to say, I think AB got himself in a bit of a Bruce Arians doghouse here because oh. he was... Um, By getting hurt? And and What? By getting hurt? He has an ankle injury. He has an right. ankle injury, but I think he's in the doghouse for some reason. So, mm. and here's, and here's... And this is moving along to Gronk, too. Arians was quoted saying, you still have to worry a little bit about Gronk. And I know of Abe, and, and I don't know if AB is going to make it back. Kind of talking about this week, and it's just like for an ankle injury that this is it's becoming very um, suspect that there's not a lot of talk about what exactly the ankle injury is, mm-hmm. and why he. I mean, obviously he's wearing a protective boot, so he has an ankle injury. But the fact that they're not exactly citing what the ankle injury is is. Making me wonder if there's some behind the scenes things, some hmm. some knuckleheadedness, if you will, some skullduggery oh. by uh, AB. Surfacing? I don't kind of wonder. Let's hmm. move along to the football team side of the ball. Um, anyways, um, Antonio Gibson. Let's hope this cat is coming back from the bye week healthy. He's his lingering shin uh, injury has been a thorn in fantasy oh player's side for weeks. I could use him so much. Me as well. Me. Let's assume that Gibson is healthy here. Five weeks ago, when he faced the Saints' vaunted run defense, Gibson scored twenty point two fantasy points. I'm gonna give him four stars, uh, assuming that he's close to one hundred percent. And I and I reference the Saints' D because the Saints have a pretty good rush defense, and the Bucks do as well. But no. not as it, the Bucks D, run D is, has not been as stingy this year as it has been in years past. So you know, uh, let's move along to Terry McLaurin here. The Bucks cornerback started out uh, playing pretty horrible, but they have somewhat come around. So hope, but let's hope. Uh, hopefully, they found a way. They the they the um, you know Ron Rivera and the Washington Football Team coaches to get Taylor Hindquarters to step up and tar- start taking some shots downfield. During their bye week, let's give Terry a solid four stars. That's so dumb. What? 
Hindquarters. Taylor Hindquarters. That's not his name? The, yes. Yes, it is. Okay. My apologies. So, uh, somebody so thought, thought, nailed it. <laughs> uh, Logan Thomas, he uh, check practice, practice status Thursday. That's weird. Um, as of writing this, there are talks of Logan Thomas assuming that Making he can return. Yeah, but I thought, but I thought I read earlier before we started recording that he wasn't going to come back till next week. So let's do a quick plug on the Sunday show on Sunday mornings on our YouTube channel. You can just go to YouTube and search for Amazing Fantasy Football. You can check out the Sunday stream. It starts at t- 10 a.m. Central Time. Dude, I, I really don't know anymore. I think it's 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Central time. time. Sorry, I was reading about local That topics. one week I I start I thought it started at 10.30 and I can't get it out of my brain now. I don't know why. I'm sorry. Um, it's 10 a.m. Central time. We do last minute injury updates, the Monday night matchup. Um, I stupidly did the one chip challenge last week. And um, mm. yeah, Crystal needs to send me that video so I can like clip it and, and show people at work how dumb I am. Um <laughs> It really wasn't bad, except for I, I should have ate something before it. I, I went I went in I empty bellied and it was awful. Uh Chris, that's the end of that matchup. What what's uh, quick uh, on Logan Thomas, it's looking unlikely. He worked off to the side today on Thursday. Yeah, it, like that's I said, it didn't sound all that great. It was just a little, like, little uh, well, there's a call. chance. Yeah. Or a little too, a little too close to uh Got a bench spot. To, too close to got back. a bench spot and need a tight end. Maybe try and pick up Logan Thomas if if he's out there. Okay, uh, I'm up next. I've got the Panthers at the Arizona Cardinals. Ooh, Chris, is there some big news you want to tell us about the Panthers? Uh, yes, Cam is back, uh, hat and all. Um, I immediately I saw the news. I saw the bra- I saw it pretty quickly on Sleeper today on my phone, and I immediately went and Googled Cam. I, I had I had no idea what the hell <laughs> you post, were talking about when you I put that in the a picture. And posted a picture of him in the Discord because which I instantly then uh, had to stop myself from throwing the phone my phone across the yes, warehouse. Yes, I, I, I did it. I did it for two reasons because I think it's hilarious and I know you hate it. I knew you were trolling me when you posted that picture. <laughs> so onward, uh, Sam Donald is out four to six weeks with a partially fractured scapula. Oh, um, really? Yeah, uh, oh, I think news it, it's all but a formality of him being put on IR. Uh, last I read, it's all but a formality it. of him not playing for the Carolina Panthers ever well, again. Yeah, that too. That too. We'll get on to that uh, in a minute. Um, so yeah, uh, like I said, last I when I did this research, he wasn't on IR yet, but it's probably going to happen. PJ Walker is going to start this week. Um, I found out some interesting research about him that wasn't worth mentioning onward. Uh, we mentioned Cam. He's not gonna. He's not gonna start. Uh, but PJ Walker is the guy. Uh, either way, this offense has been downright offensive. Uh, but of course, the reintroduction of McCaffrey into the offense gives us some optimism for at least the other fantasy viable pieces. Uh, the ship may have so- sailed on the quarterback of this offense being usable in fantasy. Maybe Cam runs enough to be streamable, but I'm not holding my breath, uh, especially versus the Cardinals uh, this week. Uh, versus their pass rush. Uh, they're tied for fourth uh, with 25, fourth best with 25 sacks. I'm going to bench whomever starts. Uh, again, these research notes were done PJ earlier. PJ Walker. Yes, I'm going to bench PJ Walker. On to McCaffrey. Uh, he was very effective in his return from IR due to a hamstring injury. He posted over 100 scrimmage, yard, scrimmage yards and caught, all four, uh, caught four of his five targets. The Cardinals are decent versus run. They haven't given up 100 rushing yards since week two to Dalvin Cook. They rank middle of the pack in rushing yards. Uh, they, I see McCaffrey being a very busy guy, though. He is all the Panthers have on offense without a reliable quarterback in there. The outside weapons will probably be taken out of the game, and McCaffrey and the running quarterback, because 
P.J. Walker is a running quarterback. Uh, we'll have to beat them on the ground and in the short passing game. So I'm going to give 4.25 stars to McCaffrey. D.J. Moore has seen the biggest hit in his fantasy production, especially considering very few teams uh, were relying on the other pass catching options out of sight of the running backs and D.J. Moore. Moore hasn't scored double-digit fantasy points uh, in five weeks, uh, and with P.J. Walker under center, I am wary to trust any Carolina Panther outside of CMC. So I'm going to bench everybody but CMC. Stuff what about do you who's really think about Cam Newton for this team PJ. moving forward? Like, do you um, think that he can really be fantasy viable? And and let's remember, folks, that even though Cam Newton started his career with the Panthers, mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. a different head coach and, and playbook in town now than when he was last with the team. Because it, well, sure. it was Ron Rivera, and now it's, um, oh boy, what uh, is it, Matt Rule and someone else? I, I can't remember who the head coach is. Matt Rule is the head coach. And then oh, their, their, their offensive coordinator is like something. Oh, Brady. Joe Brady from Joe LSU. Brady, yes, he, he was yes. uh, the offensive coordinator for the, the Tigers. The youngest member of the Brady Bunch, right. For Joe Burrow and the LSU Tigers. Um, yeah, I would say this much. Um, it's important as fans and then obviously coaches and players to remember that playoff berths aren't the easiest thing to come along. They're still in contention. And Are they really? They wouldn't bring him in. I mean, it ain't pretty. Don't get me wrong, but they're still in contention. Like, I'm, it's not even like like I think they're only game or so out. I, I'm not sure, but uh, they're last I looked, they're in contention. And you don't bring in Cam when you have a guy like PJ Walker unless you're hoping to get a couple wins out of him. Yeah. I also know I that the that the PJ Walker played for Matt Rule uh, at Temple. Um, he also had a little bit of success in the XFL. Like a good six game stretch looked like, like, yeah, exactly. What <laughs> the entire point is, um, XFL uh, right, existence. Right. The six point, games. He, po point is Matt rule has coached him and he also okay. made him his backup this year. He understands he's probably going to tailor his game plan to a more running quarterback thing. Okay. So I'm sure they're ready to kind of turn that switch to Cam Newton and maybe get, like I said, maybe keep the ship afloat. I don't think it'll work. I don't think it'll work. Hell no. But, but you know, We'll see if right. Cam can run around, uh, run around enough for fantasy. That's about it. So under the Cardinals, let's Cardinals. move along to the Arizona Cardinals and Chris finishing his Trump. Kyler said he feels way better than he did last week. He still hasn't practiced, and there are rumors that he won't uh, at all this week. Uh, the Cardinals are being very careful and thinking about the future. So we'll see about this week's game. Um, he's trending towards a so he's definitely trending towards a game time decision. Last I checked. Uh, if he goes, it's not the best of matchups. The Panthers are elite versus the pass, giving up the third fewest passing yards mm -hmm. on the season and the sixth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. But still, he's Kyler, and he's in your lineup if he starts. 3.5 stars if he goes. Bench Colt McCoy if Kyler sits. Uh, running backs. I mean, big news here is uh, Chase Edmonds is out three to four weeks and expected to land on IR. Didn't write it down. I think it's an ankle. My apologies. It is. Uh, thank you. Connor has been racking up the rushing scores while Edmonds was still playing, dominating, and Edmonds was dominating the receiving work. Now with Edmonds out, Connor just goes off in relief last week. Connor leads yeah, the league dude. with a to with Connor leads the league in total touchdowns with eleven. The big stats to me though are that he received twenty one carries and five targets, numbers he never would have received had Edmonds been healthy. Furthermore, given or a week, if to Tyler was the quarterback, or if Kyler was, that's a fair to mention. Uh, furthermore, given a week to prepare, I am not so sure Connor will ever see those numbers again. Like, you think Connor probably had his best game of the season? Probably. Yeah. But Kyler is coming back, and who else 
would stand in Connor's way. Eno Benjamin? That's who. No. <laughs> Benjamin if had Eno nine. Benjamin was a thing, we would have seen him already. Well, they he, had nine br- car- they- he had nine carries and 39 yards and a rushing touchdown after Chase went down. I firmly believe Connor was not brought in to get 20 carries and five targets a game. His touchdown rate is unsustainable. And in case you haven't heard, he likes to get hurt a lot. I think he's obviously the primary back. Don't get me wrong. But Benjamin ends up getting a little more work than we like. And this is the best game Connor will have this season, as I mentioned a second ago. Still, Connor has to be an RB2 while Edmonds is gone. Like, he just has to be. So the Panthers. Well, he doesn't have to be. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure that you understand that I still think he's in that territory. Um, The Panthers are the fourth best in fantasy points given up to running backs but have given up an average of 25 and a half carries, 112 and a half rushing yards and a half a rushing touchdown. So you're saying there's uh, eight, a chance. Yeah, right. Uh, along with eight targets and half a receiving touchdown to the Falcons and Patriots running backs in the last two weeks. Uh, this is a tough one because I think Connor might actually come close to his week nine numbers with Kyler out, but not if Kyler is in to Josh's point earlier. I'll give Connor 3.75 stars and kind of just... Make sure he's in that RB2 territory. Uh, Receivers. Hopkins uh, on track as of now to miss another game with his hamstring injury. Hasn't practiced all week. Uh, With Rondale Moore in the concussion protocol, the cards would be left with only Kirk, uh, Christian Kirk, AJ Green, and uh, Andy Isabella. Uh, That makes uh, Kirk and Green decent wide receiver three options. Even more so if Kyler goes, of course, and of course Nuke doesn't. I'm going to give 2.75 stars to both. Uh, uh, Kirk and AJ Green. Interrupt real quick. Ride the fence there. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, AJ Green did not play last week, and he, I believe, he did not practice today either. So, or he was limited today, I think. So there's kind of a uh, AJ Green not not playing this week. And uh, real quick, Chris, I gotta I gotta eat some crow again. And remember mm. last week when I was like, hey, remember Colt McCoy is, you know, he sucks. He sucks more than a. Sucky or Sucky McSuckerson, you know, and then he comes oh, yeah. out and he has he scores over 20 fantasy points last week. So it's like, well, I was definitely wrong about Colt McCoy in that one. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. You did go off on it pretty hard. Eat, I'm eating, so... a little, eating a little crow. Yeah. They're... I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to keep him on the bench if Kyler sits just because the if that's not defense. an episode title. I don't know what is Josh. Right. Eats crow. Right. Uh, to be clear, I'm going to keep him on the bench if Kyler sits because Panthers defense. But no, that's I honestly was. I, I feel like the Panthers defense is like all their numbers are like front, like beginning of the season, like weighted. Like I don't think they've been that great recently. Mm. I could be wrong. Okay. Uh, last uh, thing to talk about with the Cardinals here is Zach Ertz. Uh, oh, he has been pretty yeah. quiet since. Yeah, he's been pretty quiet since scoring in his Cardinals uh, Week Seven debut. Targets have been okay, averaging 4.67 targets since becoming a Cardinal. I think Hopkins, Moore, and Edmonds miss this week. And that helps Ertz. Uh, but the Panthers are pretty good versus tight ends, having not given up a touchdown all year uh, to tight ends and only given up double-digit double fantasy points twice all year. Still, he's a fine dart throw with a little upside, uh, 2.75 stars. And nope. that is the end of the Panthers at Cardinals now. Finally, moving <laughs> along to the Falcons at the Cowboys. Editing uh, magic. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, let's start with uh, the let's start with Matt Ryan here. Over the Falcons' past five games, Matt Ryan is averaging over 21 fantasy points. Despite mm-hmm. not having Calvin Ridley last week, he racked up 20 and a half points against the Saints. The Saints. The Cowboys are giving up 19.6 points per game to quarterbacks, which is seventh most. So four and a half stars for Matt Ryan here. He's been playing really well recently. Yep. So a bit of a slow start. Playing good. Mm -hmm. Um, Cordell Patterson, here's another guy that has had some unexpected success. He's averaging over 15 points per game this this season. While that's not elite level points per game, it ain't bad. Uh, the yeah, one area of the Dallas defense is the Dallas defense that is good is against the run. They're allowing the 10th fewest fantasy points. I'll give Patterson three and a half stars. Yeah. Uh, moving along to Olamide Zacchaeus, while having one of the greatest names in the world, um, he caught and he did catch two touchdowns last week. It was on just two targets. So let's not go crazy with this guy that has a freaking sweet nickname. One star for Olamide Zacchaeus. Russell Gage, on the other hand, I'm going to give him two and a half stars. If you need a wide receiver sleeper for week 10, other than Deontay Harris, Deontay Harris is more of a, let's check it out and see how, like, take your temperature on how risky you want to play it. Um, but a Gage sleeper here a for... a more reliable. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, he led the, the Falcons last week with eight targets, um, catching seven of them. It was only for 64 yards, but the Cowboys are giving up the six most points to opposing wide receivers. Gage is more of a slot guy i mean zacchaeus kind of is as well but they're gonna without um not kyle pitts without uh what's his name ridley yes without calvin ridley one of these guys is gonna have to bump to the outside probably zacchaeus and gage still doing more slot and pitts is probably gonna play on the outside as well um speaking of which i'm giving kyle pitts four and a half stars he is lining up all over the field but he's only lining up in line 19 percent of the time And, and if you didn't know that in line means he's aka playing the tight end position, like right there mm-hmm. on the just like right outside the, the, the front five of the offensive mm-hmm. line. Um, Pitts had a, a had a down week last week, but I'm guessing that the Saints did their best to take Pitts out of the game, and the Cowboys will probably try to do the same, and it probably won't be as successful. So once again, four and a half stars. Let's move along to Dak Prescott. Um, if you were if you weren't paying attention last week, the Cowboys were awful. Sorry, Chris, it was, but it was awful. Well, so were the Bills. Uh, they were, um, a other but but Dak Dak though he managed to salvage his his uh, his yeah, fantasy yeah. week with two touchdowns. Yeah. They were it was completely in garbage time, like garbage like time. no chance, no chance of coming back on this one. Um, I'm willing to chalk it up to a bad game. Everyone has them. That's fine. I don't have bad games, so. but you know everyone <laughs> else in the world does. I'm the exception, whatever. Atlanta is tied for the giving up the third most points to quarterbacks. So five stars and a bounce back Woo! game for Mr. Mr. Prescott. All right. I'm moving on to Zeke here. Um, and I'm Prescott. 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 That's what I said. No, you didn't. But it's yeah, okay. I did. Continue. What? What? Uh, how am I saying it wrong? You're saying Prescott. You're yeah. literally putting an I in there. Prescott. Continue. I don't know. Okay, whatever. He's trolling, folks. He's trolling. (laughs) He's trolling me. This is for the Connor stuff or whatever. Prescott. This is for the Cam Hat. How do you say it? Prescott. Dak Prescott. That's what I said. (laughs) Troll. 
Anyways, on on to Zeke here. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote Pro Football Network here. Zeke played a season low, 53 percent of the snaps in the Cowboys' home loss to the Broncos. He was in and out of the game with a knee bruise. Uh, Zeke could be seen in the sidelines with his knee heavily wrapped. Mike McCarthy said Elliott will play, will be okay. He should play this week. Good news, but let's assume that he didn't because he didn't practice today. Um, just in case, you should have Tony Pollard rostered. Um, hell, roster Tony Pollard even if you're not a Zeke manager, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. We, we, I mean, and I'm going to reiterate this with Dalvin Cook here in a little bit, but it is week 10, folks. It is time to have handcuffs on your roster, even if you don't own the guy and or manage the guy in front of them. Have Tony Mollard there. Have him on your team for free now because if Zeke gets injured this week, he's Tony Pollard's going to cost you the rest of your fab. So you might as well at least try or or Alexander Madison. If you have two roster spot bench spots to burn, pick them both up. They're both amazing handcuffs if the guy in front of them goes down. Having said that, I'm going to give Zeke five stars. The Falcons' defense is bad top to bottom. Amari <laughs> Cooper. Sorry, I did. I, I kind of I kind of went off on a, on my on my tangent. No, that's good. Amari Cooper, good like stuff. Dak and the rest of the Cowboys offense, Amari and CD struggled last week. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I like him both as a bounce back this week. Four point two five stars for Amari Cooper and five four and a half stars for CeeDee Lamb. Um, previous to last week's struggles, CD had back to back one hundred yard games, making it three one hundred yard games in the season. Amari has only two one hundred yard games in the season. Chris, um, CD currently has more fantasy points than Amari Cooper. Just giving you a little update on that bet we got going on. Really? Just saying. Yeah, close though. Must be close. It's get close, but CD's pulling away. Dalton Schultz, he gets he gets four stars. What's your next matchup, Chris? I have got the Seahawks at Packers. Russell Wilson, as of now, Wilson is trending in. Yeah, he had surgery on his middle mm-hmm. finger on October eighth and has not been uh, limited and has not been limited in practice this week. We should find out if he's activated off IR on Saturday. Tune in Sunday mornings here on YouTube for our live stream kickoff show, for injury updates, and more. Sunday stream. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, The Packers defense has been a little Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, They held Mahomes in check, which, you know, what is that saying? Uh, And the Cardinals with no Kyler. He got hurt in this game. Although I think it felt like he still had like 30 attempts or something uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, But did let uh, Taylor Heineke uh, run all over them. Uh, Let uh, Burrow... Uh, Burrow, uh, Taylor, Taylor hindquarters, uh, there we go. Uh, run all over him. Uh, Burrow threw a couple of scores. Uh, I'll play it safe and call Wilson a fringe QB one here. 3.5 stars. If he's uh, good to go, which it sounds like he is huh. on to the I'm running backs. I mean, yeah. it's really underwhelming. Uh, Packers are middle of the road in a lot of rushing defense stats, but defensive stats, but in the last several weeks were killed by the Arizona backs, uh, Herbert in Chicago and Mixon and uh, Samaje Pirine the week prior to that. But Collins and Penny have been awful in place of Carson, and so I'm looking elsewhere if I can't help it. Collins is the only one you should you could conceive using, and while he is questionable, uh, he's questionable every week and still plays. <laughs> I'm gonna give him one and a half stars, whatever. Yeah. Uh, DK Lockett. Uh, the Packers are great versus the pass, giving up the seventh fewest passing yards and the ninth did fewest. Did you just pa- say fantasy. DK Lockett? Did I? Yeah. All right. So uh, Tyler Metcalf. The Packers are great versus. <laughs> uh, 
the Seattle receivers. Uh, the Packers are great versus uh, the pass, giving up the seventh fewest passing yards and the ninth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. But the last two weeks have been versus the oddly garbage passing uh, Chiefs passing offense uh, and the Cardinals uh, without Kyler. Uh, mm-hmm. DK is a great play as always and is averaging exactly one touchdown per game. Four stars for DK. Lockett uh, is too unreliable and seems to disappear versus good defenses. I'll just give him a desperate one and a half stars, I guess, because it, it's mm. it was so bleak before this huge game. It was just mm. ridiculous how many single digit performances he had, and worse than that. Who's that? Lockett. Like he was yeah. completely non-existent before this week, man. Like it was, uh, you couldn't play him. Couldn't play him. So I'm just whatever. Maybe four teams on by. Are you going to learn stars. your Tyler Lockett lesson finally this year? I was that wrong. This is what I was does. wrong. I was wrong. I will eat some crow as you did earlier in the show. I will take my helping of crow. I was a little high on him this uh, oh, season. Oh, I didn't end up with him, uh, and I think so. I think it was reasonably must have been reasonably. Uh, He's only on optimistic. my dynasty roster. That's it. Right. You, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't. And I inherited him, so it wasn't uh, like on to the him. other side of the ball. The Packers. Um, so let's cut to the chase here. Uh, I was dead wrong about Jordan Love playing. Yeah, a little more you, you can grow here. I was re- dead wrong about Jordan Love playing well in the juiciest of matchups, the Chiefs, last week. My bad. Rodgers, as we informed you, Sunday has to miss a minimum of 10 games, which means the earliest he could be cleared ten is days. Saturday. I'm sorry, 10 days. I did say games. My apologies. Because, of course, he has COVID and is un- unvaccinated. Uh... So the, it means the earliest he could be cleared is Saturday, one day before the game. He himself said there's a small possibility he would be unavailable, but who can believe anything? He says uh, if he plays, uh, he's a five-star start versus the Seahawks uh, and bench love if he's the starter. So Because Seahawks defense is very bad. Aaron Jones. Uh, Rogers' absence hurt Jones, it would seem, but uh, he's still a premium fantasy back and should be good versus the Seahawks de- defense, giving up the fifth most fantasy points to running backs. Five stars if Rodgers goes. Four stars for Aaron Jones if Rodgers does not play. Okay. Uh, similar story with Devontae Adams. The Seahawks are a bad defense, and it's a smash start oh, if Rodgers plays. Five, five stars for Adams if Rodgers goes. I think Adams sees a bigger hit if Rodgers is out, though, so I'm going to give him a 3.25 stars so if Rodgers is out, just based on volume, okay. basically. Um, that's else? the end of uh, the... Seahawks at Packers. Wait, what? Oh. Yeah, yep, that, that sounds was, about yep, right. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Yep, sorry. Sounds about right. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's move along to the Minnesota Vikings at the uh, Atlanta. The Los Angeles Chargers. I'll start with Dalvin Cook here. Um, there's some news that came out this week about Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. and this is according to the Star Tribune of Minneapolis. Minnesota Vikings star running back Dalvin Cook allegedly abused a former girlfriend causing a concussion during an altercation at his home last year. They and the the Star Tribune was quoted was citing a lawsuit that was filed on Tuesday. That's all I really want to say about it other than if these allegations are true it's absolutely terrible and allegations should be treated very seriously. But we're a fantasy show and we need to talk about some fantasy football here. Dalvin Cook managers need to hedge their bets if they weren't already by having Alexander Minuson on their roster. Just like Zeke and Tony Pollard, you need to handcuff your star uh, running backs. 
you, you, if you're a CMC owner, someone, and you don't have Chuba Hubbard, he's already on someone else's roster. But Alexander Madison, you can pick him up. He was available in like two or three of the of the leagues I'm in, at least one, but I think it's two. And I tried to get him this week. I think I got him in one. Um, I just, I like, I all I want to say is, is that you need to handcuff your guys, and that it's, and it's, and it's a civil suit, not not a legal suit. So that you were saying that he's not eligible for the commissioner's non-exempt list, kind of like Deshaun Watson in this case. Yeah, I was surprised um, to learn that. I didn't know I'm that. Sh- I'm sure the NFL will do their own probe and just wait for the suit to take place and whatever, and then they'll hand some punishment out at the end. Um, I think Deshaun Watson's hoping that the fact that he hasn't played at all this year is like in a completely separate, separate subject. The fact that the, the Texans haven't played him at all this year is going to factor into his whatever penalty that the NFL hands down to him. I don't know. Good point. Um, I have no idea. Yeah. Let, let's let's just put that. Let's put all of that aside and get back to fantasy football and some fun. Just a little bit of seriousness there. Um, Dalvin Cook remains that you know the truth will come out and everything, and I hope that it does. I I don't want to say anything good or bad other than that. Um. Five stars for Dalvin Cook. The Chargers run defense is really bad. They're giving up the third Awful. most points at running backs. So, and as long as Dalvin Cook remains the Vikings running back, he's getting five stars this week. I know he's been a bit of a, a bust this year. I mean, he's been pretty busty this year. So, yeah. Um, Kirk Cousins. Um, so much for abandoning my cousin's love. Um, I, I gotta, re- I gotta really stop saying that, Chris. Um. <laughs> it, it, it sounds it sounds pretty bad. It flew over my head the first the first time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last week I was jumping off the the cousins train before it came to a screeching halt. Well, cousins came out and scores over twenty fantasy points. Not this week, damn it! While the Chargers run D may be Swiss cheese, they are quite stingy when it comes to opposing quarterbacks. Three stars for Kirk Cousins. Prove me wrong this week, cousins. Prove me wrong. Uh, Justin Jefferson, I'm going to give him three and a half stars. Chargers corners are pretty good. They are ostensibly either shutting down or putting a low ceiling on opposing wide receivers. When it comes to Jefferson versus Thielen, give me Jefferson. He has more targets, a higher A dot, and, um, like looks good in a hat. Uh, does he? Does he I, look as good I as I don't Cam know. Uh, I kind of lost where I, I lost where I was going. I lost where I was going with that, man. Um, uh, I was going with something, and yeah, just I'm going with a Cam Newton reference in his hats. He, he he's not a Cam Newton's level, right? Couldn't possibly be. He look, Cam looks Cam Newton looks terrible in that hat. Adam Thielen, I'm going to give him <gasps> two and a half stars. He's um he's not getting quite the amount of targets that Jefferson has. He has the lower a dot. And, you know, the touchdowns have kind of dried up where they were there at the beginning of the season. So two and a half stars for Adam Thielen in a subpar matchup. Tyler Conklin, defense check. Yep. Chargers still are, are still uh, pretty bad against still the defense. Mm-hmm. Or they're still... Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. They're still pretty bad. I got a he, uh, they're still pretty bad. He's aver- um, Tyler Conklin's only averaging seven points per game, but he has seven targets in each of the Vikings' last two games and five receptions nice. in those games with at least 45 yards. So I'll go on a limb here. I'm going to predict a touchdown for Tyler Conklin. I'm going to give him 3.75 stars this week. That Let's move along to startable. Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm, I'm. I'm. It's bold, I know, but I could think of worse. I could think of worse tight ends to start, like your Gerald Everett's, you your like your bold. Tyler, you like... your Tyler Higbee's. Your yeah, um, oh. Justin Herbert after uh, lackluster weeks in week 
eight, uh, six and eight with well, week seven by in there. Um, Herbie had a nice bounce back game last week against Philly. He scored on the ground through the air. He even scored through the water, Chris. He swam in a touchdown. I don't know how he did it, but he like did it. Aquaman. Only not lame. Um, oh. What can't this? What can't this uh, man do? Like the Eagles. The Vikings are a mediocre fantasy uh, quarterback defense. I'm not going to say Herbie has another 31-point game like he did last Sunday, but I think he'll have a great one here. Five stars for Mr. Justin mm-hmm. Herbert. Austin Eckler, while Herbie bounced back, that uh, Eckler took a back seat. Eckler put up okay yardage, but with the work he got, he didn't score, and he left fantasy managers, especially you, in Dynasty, disappointed because I beat your lame butt. Last week, I never would have predicted that. Never. Even two weeks ago, I wouldn't have predicted it. Um, oh, well. Well, the Vikings defense may be further down the list as points per game than they are uh, than the than the Eagles. Um, it's only a 1.3 points per uh, game difference. I loved Eckler last week. I love him this week again. Um, and he's not related to me either. Like, the cousins love? That's a bad joke. Well, five stars for Austin Eckler. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams is a thing of the past. It was fun while it lasted. It's not a thing anymore. Keenan Allen continues to be the target monster. He got 13 targets last week, catching 12 of them. Dude, I really miss PPR with that sort of thing. 12 catches in a game with that that kind of floor is amazing. I really miss full PPR. Anyways, uh, if I'm supposed to believe that uh, Mackenzie Alexander, the Vikings slot corner, who is PFF's 112th best cornerback is going to stop Keenan Allen? Please. 4.25 stars for Keenan Allen. I'd have Keenan higher if I thought he was a bigger threat to score a touchdown in this game. But he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. He just gets catches and yards. So, boom. Give him to Eckler. Chris, what's your next matchup, man? I think you're on your last one. My last matchup of the evening is the Chiefs at Raiders. Patrick Mahomes. How bad is it? Mahomes has averaged 10.73 fantasy points the last three weeks. He's averaged the same number of interceptions as he has touchdowns over that span. That would be 0.67. Amazingly, the Chiefs have won two of those games, but that's because it was versus the Giants and the Green Bay Jordan loves. So what do you do? You bench him? You might want to consider it this week. (laughs) He has struggled versus pressure, uh, and Raiders can bring pressure with with, uh, with the best of them. Uh, Max Crosby, basic, dude. Exactly. Basically, he has struggled versus defenses that generate pressure with their front four and drop the rest into coverage. The Raiders are fifth best in passing yards given up and seventh best in fantasy points given up to quarterbacks. Now, a lot of that has come versus some bad quarterbacks. But nonetheless, I'm taking the Chiefs' struggles into consideration uh, and the pass rush slash coverage angle here. I'm putting him outside the top 12 this week with 3.5 stars. Darrell Williams, uh, low floor has shown up during the Chiefs' offensive struggles, uh, and uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is trending in. I have to imagine, despite CEH's struggles, this is a good thing for fantasy managers and the Chiefs. With Raiders allowing the ninth most rushing yards and the 13th most fantasy points to the running back position, they aren't awful, but they seem to struggle a little versus receiving backs. And I like Hilaire to have a nice comeback and get a chance at a score and handful of targets. Let's say a flex this week, three stars. 
uh, 2.5 stars for Williams if Alaire sits. Yeah. Ty Hill uh, has struggled versus good defenses, uh, and the Raiders, as mentioned earlier, are pretty good versus the pass. I just can't see a fantasy manager sitting Ty Hill, uh, so I'm still going to keep him in, in your top kind of three receivers there, if not closer to 24. 3.25 stars for Tyrone. Tyreek Hill, excuse me. Kelsey wasn't bad last week versus the Packers, but had three single-digit fantasy performances in a row before that. Still, Kelsey has a tight end in front of his name, and you are playing him. If you want a little reassurance, uh, the Raiders give up the fourth most points to tight ends. So I'm going to give Kelsey four and a half stars. On to the Raiders. Derek Carr uh, is the quarterback 17 on the season. The Chiefs yeah. are awful versus the pass, and we all know it. Second most uh, points to quarterbacks and fifth most passing yards. Furthermore, the matchups between these rivals tends to be high scoring, putting Carr in the streaming conversation as my streamer of the week. Four what? stars. Yep. What? Four, no. Four, four stars. Low end QB nope. one this week. No. Yep. Yep. Shenanigans. I, I, it's it's on the internet. It's I can't take it back. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, pass catchers here real quick while I get my stuff together. Uh, Ruggs, uh, Henry Ruggs is gone. For those of you who haven't heard, uh, more awful NFL news. I'm going to push forward. Um, uh, and Brian Edwards put up a donut last week. I like Hunter Renfro to see an uptick in usage uh, with Ruggs out uh, and be a reasonable flex this week. 3.25 stars. The guy we all care about, Darren Waller, has not lived up to expectations, but has been banged no, up. No, he hasn't. And, yeah. Uh, but he has been banged up, and with rugs out of the way, we might see a resurgence to 2024. Either way, this week uh, he's a smash play, and maybe that maybe the tight end won this week. So I'm going to give him five stars. On to the running backs, kind of more of the same story here uh, with Jacobs and Drake. Drake is st stealing just about all the receiving work, uh, but Jacobs Jacobs has looked good lately. Uh, the Chiefs are a bad defense, so almost every which way you slice it, uh, Jacobs is going to be in your lineup. He could be. Borderland RB1, but I'm going to stick a little conservative here and call him an RB2 and give him three and a half stars. And Drake hmm. is very flex worthy uh, really? with his receiving work. Um, so I'm going to give him uh, three stars. Uh, and that's it for my matchups. Josh, what do you have? I I have an issue with you trying to flex all these running backs. I'm just like... <laughs> Why is that? Usually, well, usually in a PPR, I'm trying to look for more of a receiver to flex. Not necessarily... But usually, mm -hmm. just just I that's guess it's my another, personal philosophy. I guess it's another way of calling him an RB three or a top thirty six guy. I know, Changing I know what you're getting at, and but right, thank you for right. clarifying that. No, 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 that's that's good that you for clarified sure. that. Uh, under the Philadelphia Eagles and the Denver Broncos. Let's start with the stuff. the Eagles side, of course. Um, just to start off here, let's jump in the wayback machine to Week Four. In week four, the Broncos went up against Lamar Jackson, which, for all intents and purposes, is the closest comp we have to Jalen Hurts. Fair, yep. It's uh, Lamar Jackson com it, it, uh, completed 62% of his passes for 316 yards and a, and a touchdown. He had a Not meager bad. seven runs for only 28 yards. That's it. Mm. Hurts doesn't throw the ball as well, and, nope. and and as well as Jackson, but maybe he runs a tad more. So I'll go three and a half stars for Jalen Hurts here. It might be closer to three stars there. So uh, three point two five. Like, um, you know what? I'm just gonna go three point two five stars. I want to go three, but I probably shouldn't. 
Let's move along to Ju- Ju- uh, Justin. Jordan Howard here. Just when you thought Philly's uh, running back to start was Boston Scott, here comes the corpse of the pedestrian Jordan Howard. It was against the Chargers uh, last week, so it's hard. It's so hard to pass on Howard. It was against the Chargers last week, so hard pass on Howard or any Philly running back. I just don't want any part of this backfield against Denver, who, while isn't an elite rushing defense, but they're good enough to not. And and there's a lot of question marks of who really the guy is going to be this week. Yeah. I just I I nope, stand away. Yeah, we had Stay hope away. for Gain, We had hope for Gainwell a couple weeks ago, but that was dashed. He got next to nothing last week too. It was ridiculous, mm-hmm. ridiculous. Let's move along to Devontae Smith here. He had six receptions last week, uh, or six targets on five. Re- he had five receptions on the six targets last week uh, for 116 yards and a touchdown. I know Philly has limited receiving options, but Jalen Hurts completed only. He completed only. He completed passes to only four different uh, pass catching options for the, the Eagles last week. Four people caught balls. That's it for the Eagles. Wow. Mind you, it was on eleven. It was on eleven um, passes or eleven receptions or completions, but still four. If Hertz's passing volume is going to be that low, I'm staying away from Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard, even though he is available on waiver wire in a league that I'm in. It's my work league. It's weird. Um, let's move along to the Denver side of the ball. I'm staying away from Teddy on this one. I, let's talk about Javante Williams slash Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, I really want you to go away. Unleash Javante. Unleash him. Go away, Melvin Gordon. The Eagles are not a good defense when it comes to defending the run, and I would love to give Melvin or uh, Melvin Williams four and a half stars, <laughs> but I have to split them up to, for each of them. So it's three stars for each, and it's barely three stars. And I know that math doesn't add up, but that's fine. Noah Fan, he's been added on. He's been activated from the COVID list as of yesterday, which I think is Wednesday. I don't know anymore. I'm very tired. And it is just in time to the Phillies are the, the Phillies once again not baseball. The Philadelphia Eagles are giving up the most points per game to tight ends. Four stars for Noah Fant, and it's only because he hasn't been that great this year. No, I would no, love no. to give him a five star rating, but it hasn't been a lot of targets. It hasn't been a lot of yards. I'm a little frustrated with all, just about every tight end this season. But some Cortland Sutton, I'm going to give him three stars. Darius Slay is actually playing well, and so are the the Eagles' Eagles other two corners, Avante Maddox and Steven Nelson. I wish I could go higher on Sutton, but I'm a little worried Teddy is going back to Judy being his primary target, which I'm giving Jerry Judy 3.75 stars in this matchup. Wow, nice. That's great for that's great for my dynasty team. It's not great for like a, two other t- uh, two other of my fantasy teams where I have Cortland Sutton on them. Cortland at least Sutton. one, sure, sure, I think sure, two. Yeah. So yes, the, Chris, that's our matchups. I want to remind folks that we do a stream on Sunday mornings starting at ten a.m. ten, and that is Central Time. You could do the math where you what time zone you in. We you're in. We don't know. Uh, only you know that differential. We really do, but you, you know, we don't want you to know that, even though I just told you. Um, if you are listening to us in podcast format, you can check out 
us on YouTube, which is where you can find that stream. Just search for Amazing Fantasy Football. We're there. Leave us some comments. Uh, give us a sub. Hit that bell for notifications when we do go live. In that Sunday stream, you can join the chat, you know, just kind of in the general jocularity, uh, have some last-minute lineup questions. It's a blast. You, it's a blast, yeah. Um, yeah, it's good times. Um, last week, I did the one-chip challenge. That was the yeah. dumbest thing in the world. I think I mentioned that earlier in the show. Sorry, this recording has taken about four hours, it seems. Um, yeah, interruptions in life. Uh if you are watching us on YouTube, you can check us out in podcast format wherever that's available. Please leave us a, a nice a nice rating or at least some constructive criticism if you're going to give us a bad rating, which is pretty much only available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast Etiquette, I believe, which we should be available on both. And if not, well, you can email us at amazingffb at gmail.com and let us know that we're a bunch of idiots. Until next time, um, Chris... I had a question for you and I just, I kind of forgot it. Um, goodbye everybody. <laughs> Later.